This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's been forever since we've gotten to uh, chat it up with Sticks, and I'm so glad he's back. Uh, we can watch him again. On Patrol Live is going to be on Reels, R-E-E-L-Z, this summer. Born December 7th in California, our next guest is a retired lieutenant in the Tulsa, Oklahoma Police Department who, over the course of his nearly 25-year career, worked as a gang unit supervisor, eventually becoming a reality television sensation as part of the ratings juggernaut that was A&E's Live PD. And now it's been announced that the show will return under a new name, on Patrol Live, on The Reels Network later this summer. Please welcome, longtime friend of the show, Sean Sticks Larkin. Sticks, how have you been, man? What's up, my man? Hey, I just gotta say that little the little music chime right there. You know how long it has been since I've actually heard that little live PD chime? Right. I, I completely forgot about it. Dude, it's well, it, it triggers all those memories, right? Like to, to me, I go, oh yeah, man, I, I loved. I was so I was heartbroken for you. I was bummed for, uh, I you know I've always maintained that I thought that that show uh, that did more for community and police relations and and so people could understand what a, what a police officer does go through. The, all the good police officers out there uh, than any other any other program I've ever seen. No, you're you're absolutely spot on. I mean, there hasn't been a show like it, and uh, that's exactly the whole point of it. You know, the the critics of it have said it's like a, a cheerleading for police. And you know, me being an active duty cop at the time, I'm like, no, that's sure. The the officers that are on the show kind of become fan favorites at home, uh, which is understandable. But man, this is a show that just allows people from the comfort of their home to understand and view policing in real time across the country. You know, not the little clips that make the news or, you know, a political group or an anti-police group likes to put out that only gives you a part of the story. At least on this show, you get to see everything the officer goes through from start to finish on the incident. Well, and, and having so many friends in my adult life and when I was younger riding the ambulance, like knowing police officers and cops, like I was like, no, this is what I saw. This is the this is how it is. Like this is the the funny, the sad, the the wow, what a great way to handle that. Like, oosh, I didn't see that coming. I mean, that's what police work always was that we saw. Like it was again. There's bad eggs in every every walk of life. Exactly. But what yep. this was was just showed like, man, you know, cops that people don't have any idea. They either think you guys just sit around and write tickets or you look for people to 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 tell what to do. And they have no idea the the moments where you guys have to go to a house 
it's an old person who just wants to say hello or they're, they're lonely or or you've got to help somebody in a domestic situation or you know a guy's got a, a bit of a, a problem but he's pretty harmless and you try to get him home without causing him a bunch of trouble and you know the different community stuff that you really are a part of like you worked in Tulsa for all those years how many guys did you know on the street that you knew you you know it, it was a, a fluid situation with him yeah, I mean, that's the majority of that job, especially like, you know, in, in the gang unit that I was working in. Um, you, you develop this rapport with these guys. There's just a very small handful of these, you know, bad guys, these gangsters out on the street that are, I guess you'd say the relationship is adversarial, if that's the word to use for it. Yeah. Most of the time, it's this mutual respect. Um, you know, you cut these guys breaks day in and day out. And, you know, that's one of the things that was also part of that show is the public got to see how many people have weed in their car, you know, that were in an area that it's illegal. How many people didn't have a driver's license? How many people had outstanding warrants? And the cops, the cops kept the guys break all the time. You know, we don't have time to deal with a lot of the smaller stuff. Yeah. Um, and it is, and, and just talking about some of the guys here in Tulsa, you know, I've, I've been retired from the police department for just over a year now. And there are guys in Tulsa that I still run into, um, you know, bad guys that that I get along with just fine. I ran into one at a quick trip here a few weeks ago in Tulsa, and I was asking about his brother who was in prison and how his mom was doing and just things like that. So um, it's again, it's not what's painted in the media, you know, not to be repetitive, but it's just not. No, that's why I always loved it because, you know, again, I'm a, I'm a fan of the truth. Whatever it is, I'm a big fan of it. Like good, bad, in the middle. Just let's all have the same conversation with the same exact facts, you know? Yep, exactly. Spot on. Well, hey, well, listen, an incident just happened in Kansas City, uh, you know, just recently there with the uh, the shooting of, uh, the, you know, the black yeah. team on the carjacking suspect. I mean, there's a perfect example. It's like, let's get the let's wait till we get the truth out before everybody starts losing their mind. Right. Right, and we're all we're all so quick, and that's why these this, like live PD on patrol live this summer on reels. Again, I, I think it's a great way for people to get the, at least a, a glimpse and have some kind of empathy and understanding for what it's like to be an underpaid and, and overworked guy who really does put his life on the line. Every cop, every uh, every paramedic, EMT, every fireman. I feel the same way about all of these guys. They're underpaid, and and they're they've just too much put on them. Way too much. No, you're, Johnny, you're spot on. You've always been a huge supporter. Is I appreciate it personally, and I know anybody that's uh, part of that first responder group that gets a chance to listen to you feels the same. So thank you. So uh, so does it feel good to be you know announcing this stuff is coming back? Because it's been a minute. No, man, you know, it's been two years. I mean, it ended in May of 20, and this thing has been in the works probably at least since last fall, um, you know, like serious, uh, seriously in the works. You know, Dan Abrams, who's been, the, you know, obviously the face of the show, who's still daily active in the media. He's kind of caught a lot of the the fire, I guess, from the fan base. You know, you're saying it's going to come back. It's not back. You're a liar or things like that. And he and the executive producer and the production company have worked nonstop to find the right home for it. And, you know, kind of being a part of the discussions as it's building up. I mean, just biting your lip because it's an everyday thing, either through social media or sure. somebody I run into that still asks, hey, when's the show coming back? When's the show coming back? And so to announce it, you know, two days ago has just been the best feeling. And uh, we cannot wait to get that thing back on the air, uh, you know, here late July, early August or so. Well, and, and the other thing I've enjoyed is that podcast of uh, uh, Cocktails and Cocktails. And if you've ever spent a night hanging out with cops or firemen or, or uh, you know, e- EMS guys, it is uh, 
a, a night of drinking and telling stories is the funniest and the craziest thing you've ever heard in your life. Like I've I've heard some of the greatest truths, like the book. And, and it, you know, you got to be careful because when you're still working and you're still an active police officer, there's and you you, know, you have to keep certain things private because of social media and the, and the way the world works now. But, you know, once you retire and you don't put a name to it, you can tell these great stories. Like, I mean, I, I, just my short time in the oh. ambulance, I've got a hundred of unbelievable stories. Yeah, and that's how this thing came about was a, uh, a buddy of mine who's a traveling nurse. Uh, he and I are both big bourbon dorks. You know, we collect bourbon and. Um, so we enjoy having a good cocktail and, and we were on a road trip actually from Kentucky back to Tulsa and he and I were just talking and, you know, he's asking me about police related stories. And, and that's the thing. If there's a party, a get together with a you know, bunch of people from different walks of life, everybody wants to hear the police stories. They sure. want to hear what's the craziest thing. What's the funniest thing? What's the dangerous thing? And so we just came up with the idea in the car. Hey, let's make a podcast. We'll call it cocktails and cocktails. And We've been very, very fortunate in just a year. Uh, it has grown quite rapidly. We've had some amazing guests on the show, and I'm uh, actually doing another great one this Saturday. It's connected back to the O.J. Simpson case. We've got an episode getting ready to get released. He was the officer that was shot during the Breonna Taylor case. So we've got some big high-profile guests like that, but then we've also got police officers that are sharing you know, harrowing stories of they themselves who have been shot in the line of duty or they've had to save somebody's life doing something. Um, and of course, in between that, you know, we're having a drink and, and, and there's also the moments where we're talking funny stories. So yeah, uh, it's, it's on Apple, it's on Spotify, YouTube, people can find it all over, all over the place. Well, we used to get off if it was a particularly ugly shift. Uh, we do the decompression sessions. There used to be a bar that opened at 6 a.m. and called DB Cooper's. And it was only two things happened there. Either you were coming down off drugs and had to drink or you were coming off a 24 hour shift or, or a third shift yeah. and had to go drink. And, uh, and so this weird, super crazy group of human beings from every walk of life would end up in this, in this little bitty shotgun bar, like maybe 20 feet wide and, and 60 feet long. And, uh, and we would end up there, you know, and you would just do the same thing. You would, if there was, had there been microphones, we would have invented a podcast those days. Absolutely. Well, hey, listen, there's a famous book by a uh, retired LAPD guy, Joseph Wambaugh, called Choir Practice. And that's what they referred to it after work. And you know, everybody got together for a drink. It was called Choir Practice. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, the concept's been around a while. So, what, what about what else are you guys working on? Anything you could talk about? Because I know you. You've always got something going. I do, man. So, uh, you know, Dan Abrams got Dan Abrams. He has a show called Dan Abrams Live on News Nation. I do regular law enforcement related pieces there. Uh, just uh, closed the deal to put out another another show that looks like it's going to happen with, uh, you know, Fox Nation, um, another show I'll host. Uh, can't say the name on it yet. That'll be coming out here hopefully this fall as well. And uh, just like you said, On Patrol Live's jumping back in. So I retired just to work more than I was working before, I think. Yeah, well, and the worst part is now you're really in with some dangerous people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're in the entertainment industry. Listen, you're you're gonna yearn for the days of gangs. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, it, uh, Johnny, you are you are spot on. I do miss. I call them my clients. That's what I call my gangsters out of the streets. My clients. I do miss my clients. But the good thing is, I think uh, having a 25 year career in law enforcement, the the media stuff, I can kind of just blow some of those these people off, and I don't sure. think twice about it. Well, it's that, and I'll tell you, the craziest thing of being in the industry, the entertainment people. The, the people who actually work in the business to do the hiring, the management. If you gave me a choice of hard gang members or some of these sons of bitches, I'll take those. At least there's a certain yeah. honesty and honor on the street that doesn't that you, that people don't possess in business. 
that is you are spot on and and the other side of it is some of the things that uh, i've seen some of the people worry about i'm like are you kidding me this is a nothing deal nobody right. cares why are we worried about that right. but it is what it is it, it's the industry yeah no they, they must be amazed by you they're like holy cow you're a you're a man you're, like you're a dude. You're like, they're like you know these soft-handed sons of bitches have never you know they 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 look like they're good-looking dudes but you're like have you ever worked a day in your life they're like what's work you're like and little soft hands never shot a gun never been in a fight never had to do the right thing you know well well my big joke is uh johnny is i, I look i really look like danny devito man I'm, I'm you know it's just all about good camera angles good lighting makeups and whatnot so I, I'm, I'm able to pull it off buddy all right listen you get up to kansas city we will uh we'll drink some uh, brown liquor and tell stories anytime big fan let's do it this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Our next guest is an award-winning documentary director whose work has been seen on Discovery, Nat Geo, HBO, the BBC and more. But now, she takes a look at the sordid tale of Girls Gone Wild founder Joe Francis on the TNT docuseries, Rich and Shameless, Girls Gone Wild Exposed. Please welcome, Katika Blackford-Newman. Hey, Katinka, welcome to the show. Hello, lovely to lovely to be here. Oh, nice to have you. Uh, you're in London right now? I am. I was just in London, and weird side note, one of my favorite things I'd done was over, is a little outside on the edge of London called God's Junkyard, this big neon uh, place. Amazing artwork, God's Junkyard. Oh, amazing. Yeah. How you... lovely. When were you here? Uh, I was there uh, in January. All right. Yeah, no, it was wonderful. Stayed in Soho, ran around, a uh, bunch of drinking, as you would suspect, and then uh, and then just uh, traveled a little bit. But, uh, oh, no, one of my favorite places in the world. I used to live in Norwich. Oh, really? Wow, what were you doing there? Uh, uh, being a little kid, my parents. My dad was in the Air Force. My mom was uh, an English lady he absconded with. All right. Yes. Okay. Well, listen, you. Uh, let's talk about this. This Joe Francis, we used to interview this guy, and he was always a douchebag, always. But he was an interesting douchebag, so we'd have him on because of the girls gone wild. Uh, but he truly, I mean, is the epitome of rich and shameless. Yeah, totally. So when did you have him on your show then? Ooh, early, uh, mid-90s? Probably, mid, mid yeah. Mid-late 90s, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. So you didn't know quite what a douchebag he was then? No, 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 no. No, most of it's come out. I mean, you can see you're getting girls drunk. Even though they're signing the consent form and they're of age, it's still a douchey move to, you know, it's, it's all you're doing is, is you added a professional film crew to a frat party. Well, yes, that's, that was true. I, I mean, I think that was just, I think nobody really knew the truth about what was really going on and the, and the lives that were being ruined. Right. And, um, and the real personality of Joe Francis, who was, um, I mean, he's a very charming guy and his, he was, had a lot of uh, rich and, and uh, famous celebrity friends, didn't he? So it sort of had a veneer of respectability about it. Well, he he was tight with Paris Hilton. I remember him, he came on our show once, and he was angry with Paris Hilton, and he kept saying, 
Uh, she would make terrible racist remarks, and they were in a plane together, and they would fly over a part of Los Angeles that was predominantly black, and she would uh, keep repeating N-Town and a bunch of N's and this and that, and he was really, like, dropping the hammer uh, to, to uh, and I don't know if wow. she's, I don't know if she's a complete POS or not, but you could tell he was out, he was in assassination mode. That is interesting, isn't it? Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah, he's, he's a guy with a lot of anger issues. That's certainly something that that I discovered, and the, and um, the other part of his personality is that you're you're either with him or you're against him. You know, he's as you know, he dated Paris Hilton, didn't he? So right. it's it's um, he seems to just turn against people um, that he's that he's dated or that he's been friends with. So he, I mean, most of the time, people think successful people have this. Uh, are somewhat normal, but most of the time, or a lot of the time, they are actually sociopaths, and that is one of the uh, the attributes that they use to get to where they got to go. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. Such a shame, isn't it, that 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 someone like him, who obviously he clearly has talent, he's a, he's a talented businessman, and he's got a, a lot of charm. It's such a shame, isn't it, that he didn't use those um, those talents to help people uh, rather than to abuse and, and exploit. And waste completely waste of his of his talent. Sure, sure. But, but we love. I, I do love stuff like this because rich and shameless. Because most of us are, 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 you know, most of America are are working class people. And you see this, and you think, what a life that must be. It must be amazing. And then you find out you're actually a terrible person. And, and I'd rather, I'd like to root for a good guy who does well than the bad guys. And you find out, you go, God. Like, he re- truly was a bad human being. Tax evasion, ruined people's lives. Uh, hell, he even picked a fight with Steve Wynn, who's a very powerful guy, the Wynn Casino guy, Steve Wynn. To screw with him, like, you could end up dead in the desert out near Vegas. Yeah, I mean, he lost a lot of money um, fighting Steve Wynn um, and, and libeling him. So, yeah, I mean, he's, he, he takes on big big people. I mean, he, you know, Joe Francis is somebody that that he's... He, he's um, he just has to win all the time, and he doesn't matter. It doesn't seem to mean to matter to him if he loses a lot of money in in doing so. So yeah, but really, the documentary reveals a, a far darker side than um, than what everybody has known. I mean, it, it turned out, and, and I had no idea when I started making the film that Joe Francis is a violent abuser. I mean, the film opens with a chilling uh, audio recording of uh, the mother of his children, Abby Wilson, who's actually just being beaten up by Joe Francis, and that was something that he went to prison for in Mexico. So um, it revealed a whole other side to him. So, yeah, tell me tell me a little more about this dark side that we're, we're talking about. Like, what, what will people see on this special on the uh, Monday, 8 o'clock Kansas City time on TNT, The Girls Gone Wild Exposed? Well, there is. Um, there's, we interviewed a woman who he allegedly raped. Um, we saw. Um, we showed footage, which is is really shocking footage of uh, kind of like the outtakes of how he and his cameraman uh, persuaded uh, quite young girls to um, sign forms, giving away their rights, and then uh, persuading them to take part in really hardcore girl-on-girl sex scenes. Um, and and you can just see how drunk they are. I mean, clearly, you know, in a lot of cases, they wake up the next morning and just go, oh, my God, what the hell have I done? And it's too late. They sign forms that basically um, means that Joe Francis and his company can, can just sell on their images forever. Those images are still out there 20 years on. 
Um, but uh, we also reveal a very sort of angry guy. His own parents have taken a restraining order out against him because he attacked his mum and sister. Um, and uh, are a number of instances where he was um, ch- arrested and charged for violence. So, yeah, see, I didn't know any yeah, a, whole, I, I, a whole other side. I, I always figured he had—he was, you know, definitely suspect in the in, you know, as far as morality goes. But I had no idea. Like he attacked his mom and his sister. They had a restraining order. How much violence was in this guy's past? Yeah, well, that was something that was that that isn't in the public domain. So that's something that we um, that we discovered in the in the course of the investigation. So, yeah, I was pretty surprised as well. Where, where is he now? Where, where is? I mean, I thought that I, I thought I was making a, a film about a sleazy pornographer, not somebody who is a a violent abuser. So yeah. that was um, that was some discovery. It makes you it makes you yearn for the sleazy pornographer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but the film also delves into some of the reasons. I mean, I, d- I didn't want to make a film that totally demonised Joe Francis, and, I, and we look at his childhood. Because he went to uh, this is by no way of an excuse for his behaviour, but it's perhaps some kind of explanation. But he went to a very, um, you know, the the kind of troubled teen industry, yeah. that, you know, middle wealthy yes. middle class parents quite often send their kids to these uh, boarding schools out in remote boarding schools, so they. And have a kind of like slightly bizarre regime. So Joe Francis went to a school like that, which was subsequently shut down for abuse um, of the pupils. And it's, uh, it seems that a lot of his anger issues may have stemmed from that. A lot of the yep. pupils went on to um, be, you know, to, to have uh, addictions, take their own lives, and so on and so forth. Oof. So um, that may be some kind of an explanation as to why he's he became an abuser, why he has all these anger issues. Yeah, I, I can't wait to watch this. They're, they're giving me the rap. Uh, but, but last quick question, where is Joe Francis now? Is he hiding in Mexico? Is he is he trying to stay off the grid? Yes, or is... he has a beautiful beautiful villa in Mexico. His um, he, his wife now has uh, two, his, uh, the, the twin children, uh, daughters. Uh, she's fighting for custody for them. They're, they're with her. Uh, so he, he's kind of like lost everything, really, except for his money. He still has a lot of money. He lives in a beautiful villa in Mexico. Um, he's not allowed. He's a fugitive, so he's not. Uh, if he comes back to the States, he'd be arrested. Hi, Kip Tinkett. Listen, I'm, I'm going to check it out. Monday, 8 o'clock, Kansas City time on TNT. I thank you for coming by, and everybody should check out Rich and Shameless. The episode is Girls Gone Wild Exposed, and maybe, maybe we'll get a chance to talk again. Lovely. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.